So who do you trust when you're spending your marketing ad dollars is the title of today's show. If you're in business or you do marketing for a company, then you know how many salespeople are out there trying to get your ad dollars. So how do you decide who you can trust? Our guest today is Robert Cahill. He is communications director from Northwestern Tech. Hi, Robert. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. What's up? I heard I'm the first guest. You yeah, are the first guest. the first guest, and we are recording in the beautiful, wicked awesome Lady Jane Studios today. Right up, right off of Woodward, Birmingham, Maple, just south of Maple on the west side of Woodward. Mm-hmm. Stop by and get your picture taken with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Mike Broadwell. I'm here with Jim Bentley. We're here with Robert Cahill, and we are the Marketing Tools the podcast to help you with your marketing concepts. We could help you improve your business by, you know, just listen and you'll pick something up, we hope. We're not here to show how smart we are at marketing. That's not our goal. <laughs> or just how smart we are, period. That's not <laughs> the goal. we are at all. We're just trying to give you one thing you can use and hopefully uh, Jim will make you laugh at him. Yes. You can so, laugh with me, but if you have to laugh at me, that's fine. Yeah. So remember, uh-huh. everything in marketing is subjective. For every rule, there's an exception. So pick out the things that will work for you because uh, you're not going to agree with everything we say. That's for sure. So again, the topic today is trust, and let's define trust for our listeners. Uh, Urban Dictionary has two definitions of trust. Okay, yeah, let's go with that. So trust is what you expect (laughs) from people close to you. Uh, Give everyone you know a lighter and then cover yourself in gasoline. Do you trust them? Is that the, the, the example, or that's part that's, of the definition? That's, defi- that's the definition. Okay. So, do you, And the second... <laughs> Good definition. That's better than anything <laughs> else you can get. Dump gasoline all over yourself and amp people lighters and break it down. Find out if you trust people. Uh, the second one is used for believe me or take my word for it. So generally used when you're trying to say something that wouldn't normally be believed or you want to emphasize it. <laughs> normally so, wouldn't be believed. So that's good <laughs> stuff, man. Trust. Trust. How about the real definition? What is it? Firm belief in reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. I don't know. That just kind of went right through me, to be honest. Yeah. Urban Dictionary kind of nailed it. Is this an English podcast, or is this a I don't know. This is marketing it's not podcast so. <laughs> that we're trying to run here? <laughs> so, so, so Robert, you, you have dozens of people call on you, right, to try and get your ad dollars sure. for Northwestern Tech? Yeah. What makes you choose one versus the other? Is it strictly on what they're presenting, or does it have a lot to do with the salesperson and the way they approach it? You know what? The salesperson, it's a more important part of, of the deal than you would kind of want it to be or, or think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of great to good salespeople that call on me, and then there's a, there's a lot of bad. And, and I'll tell you what, oh. the bad people are a lot easier to identify and pick out <laughs> what yeah. they're doing wrong than what the good person is doing right. Like the, mm-hmm. the good, it, it's one of those things like, like in hockey, if you don't notice a defenseman through an entire game, he did a good job. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of the same thing with a salesperson. If you're not like, man, that guy yeah. sucks or he annoys me, <laughs> like he's doing a good job. He's getting things in front of you. And, and I think that trust, you know, that we're trying to talk about here, it, it takes it takes a long time right it yeah. comes out and ultimately uh not to be a cliche but it, it, you have to trust yourself and what you're looking at and, and and you do i go with a lot of what i think what mm-hmm. my gut's telling me mm-hmm. i look at numbers and then i go you know what i i see the numbers on the paper i see that that's the number one station for what my people should be but i just i don't believe it for what you know what i mean and, yeah. and you just try to base things yep. on your personal experience what what your friends do what they think and and then you, you do ultimately have to kind of trust yourself. But you do build, to your question as far as a salesperson, you do build that over time. Is there anything someone could do if the first time they called you, first couple, say the first time they met you, where you would just trust them right out of the gate? 
I mean, I'm looking for a tip. I, it's no. a tough question, but <laughs> it is. No, and, and I'll tell you what, that's the, that's the hardest part, right? Like, it's the hardest part is to call somebody out of the blue. I have no interest. I didn't think, you know, before you called that I had any interest in what you're selling. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to get me on the phone, talk to me, st- some rapport, right. and, uh, and develop some type of a, hey, just take a look at this, right? Like, all you want to call is one thing. Like, hey, you're doing X. And for that reason, you should take a look at what I've got. It, it may, you know, make sense. It might not, but let's look at it at least. Yeah. And I think if you're doing a good job in, in where I sit, as far as the buyer, you should be looking at everything, yeah. right? I mean, unless it just makes no sense. Like I get calls sometimes from Grand Rapids or Flint or just out of market yeah. stuff, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it just, you know, but anything else, I'll, I'll usually take a look at. So, I, I have two rules. For um, marketers, or the first is anybody that calls you and tells you they have all the answers, run. Because sure. <laughs> no one, they're lying. No one has all the answers. Well, and it and takes times. You have to you have to ask questions to find the yeah. to, to find the problems that you can come up with a solution. I've to. met so many people that that have run a successful marketing campaign one way once, and then they think that way is going to work every the, time for every, and it it's not going to. They and then they just end up going from one fail to the next trying to push this same system. And you're right. And a lot of people, at least that I've come across in this market, they get really comfortable with buying these three or four stations or mm-hmm. doing things a certain way. And you're right. They have four, five, six clients, and they just do the same thing for every single person. Yeah. And that's probably, you said, you know, marketing subjective. And it's so every single client, every single company needs a different, you know, mix of, if you know things are working and you want to, you have a good relationship, you're getting a good, mm-hmm. you know, buy there. You know, certainly exploit that relationship uh, for your other clients, but no, every single client should be getting some different, unique. Yeah, and that's kind of my second rule, which it goes along with the first, but it's a little different. Is you need to find someone that's going to be flexible. A lot of people come at you with these like, (laughs) that's good too. Okay, (laughs) never hurts. A yoga instructor or gymnast. (laughs) So, but but a lot of salespeople come at you with these really rigid contracts and packages, and say you need to buy the whole season or whatever it is. Um, and marketing is never one size fits all. No, and so. I said you can tell a bad salesperson from the beginning. If, if a salesperson, the only pitch they have is, "Hey, this is what my boss gave me. They they sent this out in the last sales meeting, and this yeah. is what I've got to come in here with this." They you know, said it's a good Q1 deal. Q one deal. <laughs> you know, if you're just bringing down what the corporate you know ideology is or whatever the latest sales, it's certainly something to go off of. You need something to go in there with, like, hey, this is what we can do. Yeah. But if you can't build off that, if you can't extrapolate, if you can't bring in other elements, or if you can't be flexible to what the clients like, that okay, it's a starting point, but that's not at all what I'm looking for. If you can't move on from that, and a lot of salespeople, it's it's amazing how far they just can't. That's all they, they can sell those packages, and that's that. Yep. And, and they just don't know how to do it any other way. In my opinion, if they're not bringing you something that's customized, it looks and feels like your business and has in there the objective that you're trying to accomplish, forget it. And the other problem with that, they're lax and talking about trust. And a lot of those packages, a lot of, there's usually very little transparency, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's 15 line items and it's, you know, $10,000. But you don't know what you're getting and what's value add. You don't know what right. you're spending per spot. And at least from my perspective, I like to know what I'm getting. And you can rip that package apart and you can piece <laughs> it back together. And, you know, that thing that's $10 a spot, you can buy 30 of them. And this thing I can leave out. And, and, and there seems to be a, a 
huge lack of transparency in a lot of those deals. And it's, yeah. it's very lazy, I feel like, just to do that. I, I think it's a good outline a lot of times. You know, for whatever reason, if, if there's extra inventory and you have, you know, this Q1 package, it's, it's a good place to start, but you have to go in expecting to be able to, to customize it. So my tip of the week is ask a ton of questions and make sure that the person is going to be working for you. I, I, treat it like a job interview and that that salesperson that you're buying this campaign from or whatever they're, they're selling you, they, they need to be working for you. And I even would tell them, if this doesn't work, just like an employee, you're going to be fired. So you have to make this work for me. Yep. And they should know that. It's common sense. Yeah, you don't want people just throwing a package at you to make a sale. Right. Uh, that happens to uh, you all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> does. Just dudes throwing packages at you? So <laughs> happens every day. You wouldn't believe it. So let's move on to a new topic. So, Robert, this is the part of the show where we judge other people's marketing campaigns. And Fun. we call this segment Marketing Brilliance. I like it. Great, love it. We're Marketing very well blurs. To judge, I get judge. It. Yeah. Yep. Blurs are you know kind of yeah. in the middle, not sure, and then fails. We call boners. So marketing brilliance, blurs, and boners. So, Good. let's look at uh, a FedEx campaign that they just read. Okay. Just read. Just just ran. Now that FedEx has helped us simplify our e-commerce, we can focus on bigger issues like our passive aggressive environment. We're not passive. We're aggressive. not passive aggressive. Hey, hey, hey! There are no bad suggestions here, no matter how lame they are. Well said, Anne. I've always admired how you just say what's in your head without thinking. Very brave. Good point, Ted. You're living proof that looks aren't everything. Thank you. Welcome. So, FedEx helps simplify our e-commerce business, and this is not a passive-aggressive environment. I just want to say you guys are doing a great job. This is not supposed to be. <laughs> FedEx, helping small business simplify e-commerce. So, brilliance, blur, or boner? Robert, Wait. you want to? Yeah, you go first. Me? You're our yeah, guest. Put yeah. the pressure on you. <laughs> I like the ad. I, I, I really do. I think if someone sits there and, and watches it and, and gets it, they talk about FedEx enough. And to me, it comes across in the similar vein as like a Geico ad where the, all they're trying to do mm-hmm. is get one small point, right? Mm-hmm. Geico, uh, 15 minutes can save you 15% on car insurance. If they just make that one point, if they grab your attention with 20 seconds and, and pitch you for 10 or 5, it works. And that it seems to work. Look, FedEx has a really straightforward, you know what it is, you know mm-hmm. the brand, you know what they're doing. So if they can get in front of you and be somewhat comical, grab your attention a little bit, you know, it works, I think. So, And, and I'm kind of in the same. I, I really, I almost want to call it brilliant, but I'm going to give it a blur just yeah. because I think it well, might go over some people's heads. I do too. I love yeah. the idea. It's really funny. And, well, anybody that listens to this podcast is really intelligent. There's a lot of people, yeah. It, but... <laughs> So they know what passive aggressive means, but some people might not. But they kind of they kind of give away the joke anyways. Yeah, so sure. I think I think you you can gather you can figure out what it means. But, but I want to ask you guys both the same question: What was FedEx pushing in that commercial? Small business solutions. Close. I, I was going to say the uh, the uh, CIA agent for Manifest. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watch e-commerce business is what they're. Really? FedEx helping you with your e-commerce business. And I think that was, to Jim's point, is where it wasn't this brilliant right. you know, thing. It, right. it grabbed your attention. It got the brand across, but it didn't drive home, obviously. We just watched it once and didn't deliver. And I think that's, that's a spot, too. You see five or six times. It gets a little better with age, but mm-hmm. it's still... Uh, the idea was there. Keep going. It's good. Keep, keep going, and, and, and you'll get it. It's definitely FedEx. a good commercial, It's but are people going to remember what they're really trying to right, push? It's not one of those Geico ones, like yeah. Robert said. Anyway, so our, okay. uh, the next one I wanted to talk about today is, uh, did you guys see any of the uh, World Series and the Dorito Loco Taco Steal a Base Steal a Taco? Wait, is it there's free taco today, isn't there? It was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Yeah. 
MLB ratings were down for this year, which is surprising <laughs> when you had LA and Boston, <clears throat> right? Two of the biggest and markets. This is the biggest markets in the country, and numbers overall were down. Yeah, which you know just so I watched twenty percent of four of the games mm-hmm. and didn't. Didn't you didn't that. see it. No. I, I, I did I watched see the quite ad. a bit, and I honestly you didn't see the ad. I didn't. I, didn't, yeah, I didn't saw the ad a whole bunch, but I saw it more in football. I didn't because I didn't watch <laughs> any of the baseball. But they ran the campaign. They posted yesterday on their Twitter. Today's the day. Score your free taco. Mookie Betts uh, is the hero. He, I guess he stole a base. So it's steal a taco, or yeah. So it's steal coming base, between two and taco. six. Between two and six today. Order yours and get a free taco. So it was basically free taco day at Taco Bell. Guess how many times that got retweeted and liked. 1,200 retweets. I'm going to do uh, 3,500 retweets. Less? 339. Whoa. Oh, wait. Sorry. Those, that was 339 likes, 264 Even retweets. Less. Isn't That's that amazing? It? Yeah. For free tacos. As of today, and it was yesterday. Yeah. And, and you really so, look, if you look at corporate accounts, you'll see this where the more corporate salesy push marketing mm-hmm. it is, Ugh. just they get like no. I don't like No that. action. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you contrast free Slurpee Day, which 7-Eleven does every year on July 11, sure. You know, that gets, you know, that's my day to stay likes. away. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there you go. How, how simple to understand is free Slurpee Day mm-hmm. and how kind of confusing, convoluted is steal a base. Wait, who had to steal a base for me to get a taco? It, it, it seems like a simple idea, but the execution yeah. really is pretty convoluted. What do you think about it? I have to know that Mookie Betts stole. I, I don't really get it. And right. I'm sure they spent a ton of money on it. A ton because it, it was all over network TV. Yeah. And I and I miss I watch I was talking to Robert before I watch a ton of TV and I didn't mm-hmm. know the reason I saw it someone on Facebook a friend happened to write oh I'm going to get my free taco today and I'm, what's that all about and I looked it up and oh okay it was definitely super cl- I mean Taco Bell has done a ton of great campaigns sure. over the year that mm-hmm. this one I think is a miss and and for a little bit different reason I think baseball completely misses the mark with who Taco Bell's after that 18 to 34 year old that Taco Bell wants to reach and get to come to Taco Bell sure. I don't believe they care about baseball at all. No, if and anything, they could do that, but have their, you know, schedule it during different programs or, or make the buy a little more creative and they could still do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't Ticket know. Ticket sales were the lowest this year since Tickets 2003. Oh, overall, for overall, the whole year? Yeah, this is just okay. general baseball. Television, um, last year the Cubs-Cleveland game was the largest single audience in 25 years, but uh, the World Series overall is down more than half since 1980. In wow. ratings, well, you think in 1980 it used to be on. Well, it is on network now, mm-hmm. uh, j- just the same. But there's so many more options. There's, you don't have just five or six channels to watch. You have 500 yeah, or 600 this. channels, and you have Netflix. You have Amazon. Robert, I, I, you, well, I agree. no, it's just it's it's a it's a weird campaign. I agree with you. Yeah. It's kind of missing the deal. And youth could, play because they have down. done this completely on. So it seems like you know the social media yeah. didn't execute either. Which is interesting. <laughs> they yeah, could, they could have I, just I mean, done it well, on their on their Twitter. That's it. It's funny you mentioned that because I just googled like three or four articles when I saw this about Major League Baseball to see this, and that's where I'm getting these statistics from. And if Taco Bell would have done that, they would have seen youth play is down year after year. There's hardly you know participants are down every year between kids between six and twelve. But for then baseball the, for baseball really. And then the big one is social media. Social media out of all the sports has the least followers. Uh, Forbes did a huh. study of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter yeah, for every franchise. Young. And the number one franchise is Barcelona with 145 million social media players. followers. Yeah. Yep. Number two is the NBA. Yep. And then NFL teams, which uh, the, the leading NBA team is the Lakers. Major League Baseball ranks 
fourth in American sports on Twitter behind the NBA, the NFL, and WWE. Oh, w- oh okay, that makes sense. I thought you were going to say soccer. So it's but. less relevant than WWE. And wow. Well, they, they trusted a huge brand. and to del- I'm yeah. guessing that's part of some annual deal that they bought in with MLB. That, Could be. And who knows what, what metrics they have to even base that on, right? Because yeah. they're based on the social media. I mean, I did <laughs> it certainly didn't work an hour out. and a half worth of research to find out that you know people are really... And it'd be interesting to see how many people actually went in. and, and But I, I can't see it being like July 11th, you well, know, yeah. on 7-11 day. You can't... You can't, you can't even, even park. Get in there. And so no. that's that's what's really interesting about these types of campaigns in general. This I'm going to give you something free if something happens in a sports game on a local level, which you know is very similar. Uh, Arby's they used to have the yeah. during the Red Wings game. If there's a hat trick, you get you get a free curly fries. Well, didn't the they Red change Wings, it? The Red Wings have been doing so yeah. bad they had to change it to if the Red Wings score three goals. Doesn't matter who <laughs> Not even them, one player. You, you go in, but but to, to speak to you, anytime I hear there's a free something here, I go, well, it's going to be jammed up, and that's like the last time that I'd want to go. Now the point is, does Taco Bell want to give away a bunch of free stuff so you come in there get a free taco? You have to buy three dollars worth of other stuff, or is the idea just to get Taco Bell out in front of you in some type of a mm-hmm. relevant way so you're thinking about going and then. The next time you you, you go, yeah. it's the other, I am just talking about it, and I'm starving. The other weird thing, that, <laughs> the other so the other area that it was a boner in, I think, is they did it on the free taco day was Halloween. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, well, that might not be bad because kids get have half days. Possibly, maybe. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know me, if they thought it that's through. That's me trying playing devil's advocate, trying to make it make sense. Yeah, I, I love Taco Bell. I love most of their campaigns. I just think this one was kind of a swing and a miss. Yeah, big old fat boner. So, all right. Well, we do have a listener question this week. We, Another one? We always end the show with a listener question, Robert. So. We're done already? Yeah. Well, it's, what it's else do you want to talk about? 20-minute podcast. Okay. Now we can talk a little more. What do you want to talk about? Well, so, no, let's get to the We're not done. We haven't, we haven't had the question. Mike and Jim, I, I just took a new job as a marketing director for a law, large law firm here in Fort Worth, Texas. Well, what are you asking us for then? You're the... Here we go. The, no, I'm They're, just kidding. Go he ahead. He wants to get the t- marketing tools opinion. <laughs> What's the question? We, we buy TV, radio, and billboards, and I've been overrun by sales reps that say they've been doing business with our company for more than a decade. They use that as their reason for us to continue doing business with them. Hmm. I want to reevaluate and build a new marketing plan. Should I scrap the old plan and make my own decisions, or should I stick with what's been working? Start over. And and I think that's true of any business Mm -hmm. on a pretty much two to three. I mean, you have to rethink. You have to be constantly rethinking things. Mm -hmm. And every time I buy something, I do an annual deal or you know three month deal. I'm thinking about it while it's going on. Do I want to keep going on with this? Do I want to scrap Mm -hmm. it? I mean, I completely change my mind on things. Uh, amazingly how much and and just yeah. it, I think it's just a the the nature of he said what t- it's been 10 years or something like that yeah the old I mean, marketing director was there think about 10 years ago what was going right. on in the media landscape if you go back 20 years there was like five TV stations and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, things are so different so fractured I mean you have to be constantly constantly reevaluating so yeah I you know I think I, reevaluate and it, but there's a, a story about Henry Ford I don't even know if it's true he would before he hired a new manager he would take them to lunch sure and if they put salt or pepper on the food before they tasted it he wouldn't hire them oh, I like that I don't put because salt or pepper on anything. he true. wanted them to observe it and see if it was working before they started making decisions and started making it their own so maybe take a look at it and evaluate what's going on but don't use 
just because we've been doing it for 10 years with your company, that's not a valid reason it's to continue. Worst reason. Really. Yeah. That sounded like a bullshit story, but I like it, Mike. I don't know it who made it up or if it's true, but... I, <laughs> the question, I guess, is how has it been going and why did they get rid of this old marketing? Right. Did, I mean, did they quit? Did, yeah, you're did new. Fired it, you know, what's going on? But he, he, you would think he'd be coming in with some fresh ideas. I, I agree yeah. that he should be taking a look at what's working and, and try to... And that's the hardest thing in this, right? Like, what's working and what's not working. Yeah. Something's working... I don't know. I wish I knew what. It's it's tricky, too, because you, you come into a new position. You want to make your mark, especially, you know, marketing director. They want to do something. And it's don't fall into the trap of, of making a decision and then st- it, you see it not working and then continue to do it because that you're going to I'm going to do anything I can possibly do to make this work because this is my idea. You see it all the time, even in like with sports teams, with, uh, you know, general managers and just anything. If something is their idea, they tend to stick with it and write it out. And it may cost them their job, but you always, you constantly have to be reevaluating. And, and I think that's what would make you, know, you a smart marketer. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Dennis, from Fort Worth, Texas, for the question. Yeah, was he a long time? He was a new listener? He didn't, he didn't say if he was a new okay. or a long-term listener. Yeah, he's probably we've had some long-time listeners here. He's, <laughs> he's probably a guy that's been listening for ever since the for show came years. out. <laughs> <laughs> so remember... Once again, our tip of the week is make sure your vendors are bringing you something customized, specific that meets your marketing objective. Treat all your meetings like job interviews, and don't be afraid to fire people if they're not performing. And if they're not coming to you with those things, don't be afraid to tell them to. Just because they're not doesn't mean they're bad necessarily, but maybe they just... You know, they should be, but if they're not, tell them. If you have a question for the show or you just want to chime in and tell us we're idiots and we don't know what we're doing... (laughs) Where can they email us? Uh, the Marketing Tools Podcast at gmail.com. I like saying the, like the Ohio the, State, the Marketing the Tools. The Marketing Tools Podcast. We are the Marketing Tools the Podcast. Ones. Yeah. 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 So, Robert, did you like doing the show? That's nice. Would you come He's back and do it again? We're going to do a show one day about um, evaluating your media and how it's working. Who wouldn't? Yeah, this is great. Okay. Good. How were the, were the toilets clean? Place is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Lady Jane's. For, for the amount of people listening, this might be the nicest studio. <laughs> You're right. from, for the amount of people listening to studio quality. It Seriously, is. And, and and if you're you're in the Birmingham area, take a peek. There's windows everywhere. You can you can see right in. Yeah. So please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, email us, tell us we're idiots. We don't care. Yeah. Just look up the Marketing Tools podcast. You'll find us. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Robert. See you. See you.